Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. You know, I don't talk about religion very often on this show. Um, as as you know, regular listeners know, you know that I'm a I'm a Catholic. I'm a proud Catholic. I grew up Baptist actually, and uh, before my wife Ann and I got married, I went through the process of converting to the Catholic religion, and we proudly have raised our three kids in in a Catholic household, and uh, which involves church every Sunday and Catholic school system and so on. Uh, our youngest son, Justin, is uh, is just an amazing man. In fact, he, he probably would have become a priest at some point if he didn't want to get married and have kids, and he ha- has a career and whatever. But he's, in, he's devoutly religious and a really great inspiration for my wife, Ann, and me, and uh, our other kids, Tori and Jordan. Uh, Ju- Justin actually recently uh, finished the Bible. He he read the Bible in a year, and it was just a, a great experience. I'm in the process of doing it now. So is Ann. I think Jordan and and, uh, Tori are still on that path. Um, But I ran across this quote the other day, and I I thought it was uh, kind of, you know, it kind of speaks for itself, but it's a good one. And it says this, and it's by C.S. Lewis, and he wrote, wrote it in Mere Christianity. Human history is the long, terrible story of man trying to find something other than God, which will make him happy. I just thought that that was a pretty powerful quote. Um, I had the opportunity to visit with Ted Jackson. Ted Jackson is a is a photojournalist and a writer based in New Orleans. We worked together at uh, the TimespeakingUnionola.com. He is a incredibly celebrated photojournalist, and we told his story. And we had a I mean, it was just an incredible visit recently we, that we had. But the one thing we didn't get a chance to do was talk about an amazing book that he wrote. We sort of wet the whistle about it, but we didn't really talk about it. And we're going to come back to that now. But before we go any further, I want to welcome my friend Ted Jackson back to Coast View. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's great to have you back. So, uh, you know, we we I think we covered the waterfront well on your history and your significance. I mean, you you uh, you're a Mississippian who went on to do incredible things, and you're a proud Southern Miss graduate. And um, and you have been really focused on representing well, but you have uh, the way I describe you is you're a guy, you're a photojournalist with a heart. So you've always pursued your 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 passion of photojournalism in a way that is trying through your images to bring to life the people that you come in contact with, and you've had a lot of success with doing that. Just remind people sort of what your what your approach to that philosophically, what's your approach to your work. Um, I, I like to give people a voice that don't have a voice. Um, um, I, growing up in the church in Macomb, Mississippi, um, the, the, the parable of the talents really spoke to me that uh, my mom always told me that I had talents for art and, and visual things. And, and so I, I felt like that was really important to use it for God. 
And uh, finding those opportunities through photography and journalism uh, was was literally a godsend for me. And uh, finding the, the the human interest stories on the streets, um, New Orleans and the poverty areas and social justice issues um, was it was just a wonderful opportunity for me to tell stories that meant things to people. Well, your book, a story about uh, about me, is that the name of the book? You ought to do a story about me. You ought to do a story. Ought to do a story about me. Of course, of course. I see that now. Me, it doesn't. I see that now. About about the evolving friendship that you had with Jackie Wallace, who uh, was a homeless crack addict, and boasted about playing in three Super Bowls, and he actually did play in two, and uh, he was, I guess, present but didn't play in a, in a third. Right. But the he way you met him, it led to ultimately to a long term friendship. It led to a book. And, uh, in fact, it led to you and Jackie being on the Today Show and NPR's Weekend Edition and uh, Tamron uh, uh, Hall Show and lots of notoriety. Um, But it's a fascinating story, and I don't blame you for writing the book about it, but I'm not surprised you wrote a book about it. And uh, it's been been celebrated. So, And now today, actually, you're using the book. I'm just trying to give people a sense of where all this is headed. You're using the book to... Uh, to to continue to sort of uh, you know it, it, to 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 give sort of your witness, and uh, with the last time we visited, you had the opportunity to actually do do a special uh, presentation here for First Baptist Church, um, and it's it's touched you in a lot of ways, hasn't it? It has, it has, and it's you know the process. It, it began back when I was still at the Times Picayune and and uh, feeling the really uh, a strong strong urge to write the book and. And um, I mean, the story about how uh, just the the publication came about is amazing to me with um, the story in the Times-Picayune was read by an agent in New York who who I had just sent a proposal to two days before. She picked it up and read it and called me and, and we talked about the structure and and then we sold it to HarperCollins. And then Jackie and I started interviewing uh, for a year, trying to get everything that we needed to to put this together, um, but yeah, it's there. There was a moment there, Ricky, that um, um, I was trying to write. It, I was probably about two thirds through the book, and um, Jackie went as what what he calls a sabbatical again. He, he kind of fell to the lure of crack cocaine again and disappeared off the map from me. And to um, to have a book project in your hands, and you know that your main source is a homeless or formerly homeless crack addict, is a scary proposition to begin with. But the the publishers trusted me with that, and and I trusted Jackie, and now he's gone. And yeah. uh, I, re- I remember praying one night. I mean, this is one of those desperate prayers where you're just trying to figure out how this is going to end. And uh, I, I suddenly had this great peace about me when I when I, I prayed, you know, God, I, I think I'm starting to get it now. This is not about me. This is not about Jackie. This isn't about the book. It's about you. And whatever you want to do with this, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Whether it's humiliation or having to send the advance money back, whatever it's going to be. And from then on, Ricky, I have had this incredible piece about me. 
and uh, that, that I realize that it's not about us. And yeah. Jackie has felt the same way. And the book has just flourished from that. And, and uh, you know, God has used it for his purposes and not mine. Uh, so I love talking about Jackie. I love talking about what that means in the bigger scheme of spirituality and, and following Christ and following his principles. Um, so it's, it's, it's taken on a life of its own. Well, just to just to it's a quick because we only have two segments together, so we can't we can't cover all the bases. But the story starts when your editor sends you out to what is essentially a, a homeless area a encampment underneath an, an overpass. Uh, when you got there, there there weren't it wasn't there anymore. But near to there was this neat little area by this you know that ultimately it was was Jackie Wallace and the name of the book, which I should have gotten right at the beginning, was was this this thing that he said to you, which is you ought to do a, a story about me. Exactly. And that was just the beginning of a long, long relationship with all its ups and downs and publishers and book writing and and now the book is out and all of that. Um, I bet never in your wildest imagination did you have any idea in that moment that it would turn into what it turned into. I, I did not. And, and matter of fact, when, until he said, I've played in three Super Bowls, I was just kind of being dismissive about the whole situation. And um, because, you know, a lot of people say, you ought to take my picture, you ought to put me in the paper kind of thing. And when he said, you ought to do a story about me, looking back on that moment is an amazing moment, too, because in the actually, I have the photo here. I keep it on yeah. my desk. This is the picture that I shot that day. Mm-hmm. Hold it up just a tad, yeah. And describe what's in the picture for the radio audience. Yeah, there's um, uh, Jackie's laying there on a cardboard um, on top of a box spring covered in visqueen. And the, the newspaper I like to draw attention to, the newspaper is uh, from that day's Times-Picayune. It was July 3rd, 1990. And it's folded out to a, a, um, a, a series that the Picayune was writing at the time. Jimmy Smith was writing a series on sports heroes. Where are they today? The remarkable thing is that the story he's got folded out is about Joe Ehrman, which was a teammate of his with the Baltimore Colts, and a story about him leaving football and becoming a minister. And so Jackie read the story about his friend, put it down by his bed, laid down and went to sleep, and woke up with a photojournalist standing over him. And so naturally he would say, you know, maybe you ought to do a story about me because I have a story too. Uh, so I, the whole thing is just wrapped up in circumstances that you just wouldn't believe. It just goes on and on and on. Even during Katrina, Jackie was right across the interstate from the times Picayune office. He was in jail that day when the jail flooded. Um, circumstances where he was walking up the bridge to commit suicide when he was so desperately, um, you know, on crack and, and I was only two blocks away and I didn't know it. Um, so, so it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing, but it is also a story about, first of all, so many people had, you know, he had, he had 
dropped off the grid. People didn't know where he was, and here he shows up in you know in the streets of New Orleans. And it's a story of redemption, and it's a story of you know second chances, and you know it's just it's got it's just full of all that. So when we come back with uh, with our, my friend Ted Jackson, a, a very noted uh, photojournalist and someone I worked with in New Orleans, and he's from Mississippi. He's a proud Mississippian, I might add. Um, we'll continue with you know sort of what's the book. What's the what's the book about? And then um, and then we'll talk about sort of what's happened since the book. We'll see you after this. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Uh, welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Ted Jackson with us. He's a noted, incredibly celebrated photojournalist who had a, a chance encounter encounter with a man named Jackie Wallace on the streets of New Orleans that led to a book. Name of the book is You Ought to Be You You Ought to Do a Story About Me. And uh, Ted is from from Mississippi, and we spent some time a while ago telling his story and. Uh, the incredible projects that he's been involved with and whatever, but we really didn't get a chance to really kind of, you know, talk about the book more. So, you know, how do you talk about, if you're just talking about the book in, in whole, <clears throat> we've talked about how the chance encounter with Jackie came about, but from, from, so, so from beginning to end, how do you characterize the book and how has it touched people? I, I, I tend to characterize it as the redemption um of a, of a soul, and that may apply to Jackie, and it may apply to me. Um, you know, Jackie was uh, deep in the the throes of addiction, homelessness, uh, suffers from CTE, from all the head trauma from the NFL. Um, uh, and, and one of the turning points of his life was when his mother died, and he, he, he you would think that a a star football player would have the greatest ego and self-confidence, but but Jackie is so humble and giving and sweet and spirited that uh, his mother's death just just really dropped him to his knees, and and that was the first day he uh, tried crack was when he was in his thirties and was out of football. Um, so it's it's about his redemption and bringing in fighting his way back uh, to self-respect, to uh, relationship with God, relationship with family and friends. Um, but then on the other hand, it's, it's not just about Jackie. It's about our relationship and how he has touched my life and changed my opinions about a lot of things, about, about homelessness and about addiction and realizing that Every single one of us has an addiction problem. We just don't understand what addiction really means and how it affects all of us. Um, and I don't mean just in friends and family, but about, you know, what, what is it that, that gets us hooked uh, away from the things that are important? And yeah. Uh, yeah. realizing all those things, just, just it, it came bubbling up as I tried to write this story. Well, Ted, what's interesting about the story, so to me, it's sort of sort of a, a, a subtext of the whole thing is that whether you're in the homeless community or whether you're a drug addict or whether you're anyone who's sort of down and out, and 
you know, in every community, there's always going to be some people like that. And I will say that in New Orleans, especially after Katrina, so much more of that, you know, it's, it's, but when you think about those people, they tend to be out of sight, out of mind. People will pass them. They don't pay attention to them. And what's amazing about what your gift is, is that through telling Jackie's story, you're telling so many of their stories, and that is how many people have passed them by, how many people have not looked at them in the eye, how many people have not had curiosity or even wanting to know what their story is. Because in some ways, to know their story is to have to come in touch with their own story. Mm-hmm. Coming back to sort of this, you know, how many people are on the edge, really? How many people are really on the edge? Uh, how many people are, are are ultimately close to being homeless or not having the next meal or whatever it might be? And yeah. so this, there is a subtext to this story about paying attention to humanity, isn't there? That's exactly right. And and our Christian faith, you know, leads us to understand mm-hmm. that that there are open doors of opportunity around us all the time, and we typically don't notice them. We walk right by them when we do, and you know, we kind of pick and choose, you know, when we want to, to kind of, you know, engage ourselves. But the, the trick that I have learned is that when you open yourself to these opportunities and have the courage to walk through that door, the rewards are endless. And, and I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're not called to have easy lives. We're not called to have uh, perfect, oppor- you know, just day after day. We're, we're called to the battle. And um, I, I like to use the analogy of the football game. You know, when you, you know, a player goes out and, and prepares himself for a football game, he knows, he understands he's got to play offense and defense. The team has to play both sides of that ball. And so that means troubles are coming, challenges are coming, and you're ready to face them. And that's the way every day should be. Be, be ready to engage. Now, I read I read quotes from people about challenges in life and resiliency and how to come you know how to how to deal with that. And if you had to define our region, the Gulf region, as being something, we are definitely resilient. You know, that's we've learned to to dig deep. And I had the opportunity on this on this show often to have conversations with people who I refer to as having servants' hearts. There there are people who very much like you try to get in touch with that part of themselves so they can connect with people like Jackie and make a difference. And there's something to learn from that. And the thing that you said this a minute ago, that we all have addictions, we just may not know what they are. You know, that goes to the point that everyone is going through something. And you never know what someone is going through. That's right. And so this book about someone like Ted Jackson, a celebrated photojournalist, coming in contact with someone like Jackie Wallace and finding inside of that relationship and that story this ability to inspire others to maybe care more about their fellow man, maybe to come to grips with your own demons, whatever they might be, um, that's, been the, that's been the outcome of the book, hasn't it? It has. I, I get letters and and uh, matter of fact, I got one just a couple of days ago from from a friend who um, I didn't know he struggled with uh, substance abuse. But I, I get the the emails. They say, um, you know, now I understand what my dad was going through, or now I can can talk to my son a little bit better with more compassion and, and less frustration um, because um, you know they, they're seeing a different side of addiction and struggles and trouble that they have. Um, 
And that's not to say that engaging people like this is easy or uh, in, in, in maybe even should be done in every situation because some sometimes this can be very, very dangerous to engage, um, horribly dangerous. But I have learned that every one of us can find someone that we can engage with that, that uh, our, our, our church uh, talks about, you know, who's your one? And uh, we all have one. And we can't save the world, but we can save and talk and deal with and engage with one. And that is a give and take. It's so rewarding. It's not about us, but it comes back to us. What what an incredible story! I, I you know the the issue of redemption. I may have mentioned this to you that um, my friend um, Todd Trenchard owns the Baker, who, who is the executive director of the Baker McCarty Foundation of South Mississippi here in coastal Mississippi, is from New Orleans, and he had huge addiction issues. He ended up in the homes of grace. His mother dropped him off there, as he describes it, to die, and um, he went through he went to rehab over 30 times. Yeah. Now, a lot of people give up on people a second, third, and fourth time, you know, 30 times, 30, over 30 times. Yeah. And he is one of the biggest contributors to coastal Mississippi today in the nonprofit community. And, um, I mean, you've seen that over and over again, that you should never give up on anyone, haven't you? Well, it's, I, I, I like to compare it to um, someone I love who's on a diet. And they're trying their best, and they work so hard at it, and they know that chocolate cake is the thing that they've got to stay away from. This is very simplified, but you can understand when they fail and take that one bite of chocolate cake because they know one bite's not going to hurt, and then a week later they've blown the diet. Well, you don't kick them out of the house because of that. You know, we're going to try again and we're going to be more successful this time because we've now learned some things about our addictions. And that's the way it, it is with a lot of addicts that that um, they're <laughs> Jackie was clean for eight years at one point and then faltered. And then he ended up back homeless again almost overnight. Just think about what that takes to go eight years or three years, knowing that the one thing that is the most important thing in your life, and that's what crack does to Jackie's brain, uh, you know, what is the one thing that is most important to you, and then try to live without it for three years, every day yearning to have it. And when the chaplain asked me that question, because he was trying to make a point to me, he said, what is the one thing that's most important to you? You can't do that. You can't live without. And I, I realized that would have to be my grandchildren. And he said, okay, do without seeing them, do without their love, do without their hugs for three years. See what that takes. And that's what Jackie's going through. So, Ted, we, I wish we had more time together, but you, you've done a great job of sort of helping me understand the essence. And uh, I would really encourage people to go look up uh, Ted's book and to get it and read it, especially if you know someone who's having challenges. But the name of the book is You Ought to Do a Story About Me. Of course, this is Ted Jackson, and uh, it's a good one. I have a, I, an idea for a future show where I engage you and our friend Jamie Bates. 
to talk about what a servant's heart really is because you guys have been in the in the trenches and you would know how to say that. So I look forward to something like that soon. Thank you for joining, my friend. Great. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Have, uh, we'll see you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.